0: All fans and welcome to the Finsports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. If it's your first time on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you here. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And guys, the 2021 NFL Draft is now officially complete. All the draft uh, signings have happened. There's still some undrafted free agent signings that are going to happen throughout today. Today is Sunday, May 2nd. Uh, You'll see some undrafted free agent signings today, possibly tomorrow, Uh, but all of the actual draft um, picks are completely done. Dolphins ended the draft with, I believe, six picks, uh, or is it seven? Seven picks. We had five in the first three rounds, then two seventh round picks, so we finished the draft with seven draft picks. Um... And before I get into talking about the whole draft in general, uh, I, I wanted to break down who we drafted on day three, because I did that for every other day. So first, uh, on the first day, we drafted uh, Jalen Waddle and Jalen Phillips, then Javon Holland, Liam Mike and Hunter Long. Then on day three, there was a long uh, drought. <laughs> the Dolphins traded back. They basically ga- gave up their fifth round pick that they had. They gave it to the Steelers and the Steelers offer them a fourth-round pick next year. That was a phenomenal trade. The reason for that is because while I wanted more draft picks this year because I hated that 150 draft pick period that the Dolphins didn't have one, the Dolphins now have more picks next year when they can actually see these players uh, not have to opt out. They can watch them play a full season. They can really scout. By this time next year, there will be a combine. There will be everything back to normal. So the Dolphins are like, you know what? Let's get even a a, a better pick next year because they turned a fifth into a fourth. Let's get a better pick next year. That way we can regroup, have better assessment on these players, and take someone next year in the fourth round. So now, after all the trades that uh, transpired, the Dolphins have a first-round pick that belongs to San Francisco. We have a second-round pick that is ours. We have a third-round pick from the 49ers. We have two fourth-round picks. We have a fifth-round pick, two sixth-round picks, and a seventh. So next year, we have nine picks total. That's two picks more than we had this year. And, man, that it, look, if, if the Dolphins continue... On this path of how they draft, which is they last year, in my opinion, drafted a lot more developmental guys. They ended up getting seven starters out of it. Blake Ferguson, Tua Tungvaluwa, Austin Jackson, Brandon Jones, Raquan Davis, Robert Hunt, and Solomon Kinley. And that was a developmental draft. This year, they got five guys that are going to start day one. Those first five draft picks will all start day one. You'll see Jalen Waddell out there, Jalen Phillips. You'll definitely see Javon Holland, if especially if they get rid of Bobby McCain and Jakeem Grant, which, go listen to my video yesterday. I talked about how the signing or the draft selection of Javon Holland now makes Bobby McCain and uh, Jakeem Grant expendable because, you know, Bobby McCain's one of those safeties that can play single high. Uh, he can play nickel. He used to be a nickel cornerback and he transitioned to a safety. That's Javon Holland. So he he also kind of makes the position of Eric Rowe expendable because he's going to cover tight ends, I believe. However, not not sidetracking. Uh, he'll be a starter. Uh, Liam Eikenberg is definitely going to start at right tackle. And then Hunter Long is a guy that I believe is going to be very similar to how Durham Smythe was last year. If you guys remember... At the beginning of the season, they, they released their initial draft ch- uh depth chart. And on that depth chart, uh, if you guys remember, Adam Smythe was actually tight end one, and Mike Gasicki was behind him. And everyone freaked out. We were all like, what? How's Mike Gasicki not tight end one? It's because Mike Gasicki wasn't really playing tight end. Like, if there's a traditional tight end on the team, it was going to be Adam Sm- or Durham Smythe. And Mike Isicki was a starter, for sure. He just played more so that hybrid tight end role in the slot, out wide, etc. That is what Hunter Long is going to be. He will come in and he will compete with Durham Smythe and Adam Shaheen for that position, that tight end one. That traditional tight end role. And if you're telling me who is more polished coming out of college, and right now, it's, it's Hunter Long. He's more polished as a pass catcher. He's more versatile. He's more athletic. The only thing is maybe he's not as good as a pass blocker, but he is leaps and bounds above like what Mike Isicki was when he came out. And he's still better than Mike Isicki is right now. So yeah, he might not be as good of a blocker as Durham Smythe. He's still He's still a very, very, very capable blocker. Uh, so you're talking about five guys right there that are starters. If the Dolphins now next year with nine picks can even get, I don't know, we're going to have a first, second, a third, and two fourths. If out of those five picks, you can get three starters. I mean, guys, we're talking about 15 starters in a matter of three years just from the draft. That that right there deserves a round of applause just because the Dolphins are building through young players but the amazing thing is is as we saw last year the young players aren't deteriorating or prohibiting the team in experience like we saw a lot of our rookies come in and we actually had the most snaps by rookies last year and it was by like a large margin I talked about it uh, a smart guy posted on Twitter you'll have to go check that out I forget exactly what the number count is but Dolphins rookies outplayed every other rookie as far as snap count by like a large margin so the Dolphins definitely get the most out of the rookies and if you're telling me that this year you're gonna have five more starters on top of those guys from last year that are now in year two and they're gonna get even better I mean man and I expect these guys I expect every starter here like especially like Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips, Liam Eikenberg I expect them to come in And be much more ready for the NFL than all of our rookies were last year. Because last year, the main critique I had personally was, there's a lot of developmental guys here. Not that they can't improve, not that they won't. There's just a lot of developmental guys here. And you still won 10 games. So, this year, you add on a bunch of rookies that can now start right away. They're not developmental guys. I mean, you pair that with last year. And... The coaching staff and the, and the talent you already have acquired through free agency. The Dolphins have a really, really good team. Uh, and so, you know, you look at rounds seven where we got Larnell Coleman, offensive tackle, and Jared Doakes, running back. We finally got a running back. The last pick of the draft. Um, the Dolphins have built this team perfectly. And that's the thing I want to talk about mainly with overall just the draft in general. If you go, I'm not saying that G or former GMs, analysts, scouts know everything. They've been wrong before, we get that. But you go look at like the reviews or the the overall critiques of the Dolphins draft this year, and people are just like astounded at how the Dolphins are building this team. Cause you have so many players now on this team that can basically transform this offense and defense into what it wasn't last year. Like Jalen Waddle and Jalen Phillips alone, that adds so much more playmaking ability on your offense and defense. And it's something that I've been talking about for a while. Is the Dolphins on defense, especially, need to be less reliant on Xavier Howard getting 10 interceptions a year. And by the addition of Jalen Phillips. I understand the medicals. Let's not talk about the medicals because that's an if. But Jalen Phillips, talent-wise, is insanely good. If it weren't for the concussions and those issues where he had to medically retire, he took a year off, came back to University of Miami and was fine. If it weren't for that, he was easily, easily a top 10 draft pick. And the Dolphins got him at 18. Uh, So just those two players alone add such a dynamic element to your offensive defense that you did not have last year. The main reason why the Dolphins struggled in a lot of games against Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, is that on defense, if Xavier Howard wasn't getting an interception, you had no other threat to stop the quarterback. Like... Yeah, we talked about Emmanuel Agba, phenomenal season last year, but it wasn't because he was this TJ Watt, Khalil Mack that was just getting after the quarterback. It was basically just schemed the right way so that he either had a free rush or yeah, he made a good play. Awesome. But Jalen Phillips adds that dimension to where you can now just rush three people or four people and you don't have to rush every, you don't have to blitz every down in order to get a, a sack. That was the problem. That the Dolphins had last year. Is in order to get a sack. You basically had to send the whole house. You had to you had to do cover zero in order to get a sack. This year you don't have to do that. You can put Raquan Davis. Christian Wilkins. Emmanuel Ogba. And Jalen Phillips on the line of scrimmage. And then just put everyone else in coverage. Maybe blitz one linebacker like Benardrick McKinney or Jerome Baker. But aside from that. Just send those four guys and you'll get pressured. Guaranteed. You didn't have that last year. You didn't have that with Shaq Lawson, uh, Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis in his rookie year, and Emmanuel Ogba. You didn't. This year, having Christian Wilkins now fully developed in his third year, Raekwon Davis, who showed last year he can definitely create pressure and wreak havoc, Emmanuel Ogba hopefully being more determined now that he has more competition, and then Jalen Phillips, who... Look, if you're giving me talent-wise, he's not that far off from Chase Young. Not that far off. If Chase Young's a 9.9, Jalen Phillips is a 9.6, 9.7. There's not this large drop-off between the two. Uh, so just that alone, like the, the ability or the explosiveness that now we have on offense and defense between Jalen Waddle and Jalen Phillips is phenomenal. And we talk about the run game, right? With Jalen Waddle. Here's the thing. And I talk about this. Let's get into the run game a little. Because we'll kind of talk about Jared Dokes a little. Talk about Jalen Waddle with the run game. Here's the thing about the Dolphins run game. There were a lot of people that were upset that the Dolphins did not get Javante Williams. They didn't trade up into the first round to get another running back. Here's the thing about that. Um... The Dolphins are just, the simplest way to put it, the Dolphins are not going to have their running game issues fixed until two things happen. One, our offensive line gets better. And two, we have more speed and more explosive playmaking ability in our wide receivers so that they don't have to stack the box every play. Because what happened last year is a lot of the times defenses were just playing single high safety, daring you to throw it deep because they know that you have no speed wide receivers. And they'd stack the box. And that that's going to, regardless of if you have a good offensive line or not, that's going to hurt the running game. Add on top of that, your offensive line was bottom of the bottom 10 last year, bottom 15. That's not going to help your case. So by adding Liam Eikenberg, by adding Jalen Waddell, you now have, and Will Fuller, you now have more playmaking ability so that teams can't just play single high safety. Because if you're going to play single high safety with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle, good luck. It's not going to work out well for you. So teams are going to have to play a lot more. They're going to have to play with a lot more respect uh, to the speed you have on your team, which is going to open things up in the running game a lot. Then on top of it, you add the fact that you're moving Robert Hunt into guard. Hopefully guys develop a little more in their second year and Liam Eikenberg on the right side. The running game, I expect it to be better this year. I do. It's not. I'm not saying it's going to be top five, but I expect the running game to be a lot better. Because teams now can't just stack the box on us. And on top of it, we improved at two positions. We improved a tackle because Liam Eikenberg, I believe, is a better tackle than Robert Hunt will be. And Robert Hunt is going to be a better guard than anything the Dolphins had last year. Like he was a great tackle. He is a Pro Bowl guard. So the Dolphins now have Pro Bowl. Hopefully, they have a guy who is a Pro Bowl caliber right guard and someone who on the right tackle spot is just as good, if not a little better, than Robert Hunt was at tackle. So, the Dolphins run game, I expected it to get better, and I know people were upset that we didn't get a running back, and I talked about it on the podcast yesterday. It's okay if you're upset. That's fine. You don't have to agree with every move the Dolphins make. But let's stop acting like an elite running back is going to take the Dolphins running game to the next level. It's not. Until the Dolphins offensive line gets better, until we added speed, a uh, running back's going to do nothing. At all. I look at Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is the perfect example of why an elite running back with nothing else is is nothing at all. Because Saquon Barkley, I watched him game after game have no talent around him, not a good offensive line, and yeah, he would break out for some cool runs here and there. But he wasn't winning them games. He wasn't making the Giants offense scary and formidable. Not at all. But then I look at a team like the Indianapolis Colts who had Neam Hines and Jonathan Taylor. And because of that, Neam Hines was out there looking like a, a running back number one. But he's not. He's a running back number two behind Jonathan Taylor. If you have a good offensive line that can open up holes, it doesn't matter really who's back there. As long as they can read holes, unlike a Kalen Balage. As long as a running back can read his holes and run through them, as long as you have a good offensive line, you'll have a good running game. Now, if you have a good offensive line, I 100% believe in getting a a running back number one. Someone that can just put fear into the opposing defense. Because if you have that, you now have another dimension to your offense that people have to worry about stopping. So I'm not going to sit here and say Dolphins should never get a running back number one. We should never get a dominant running back. No. I, I I became a Dolphins fan because of Ricky Williams, my favorite player of all time. The Dolphins, I hope one day, have a dominant running back. But I believe that is last on the priority list on our offense. We needed to fix playmaking ability on the outside. We needed to fix our offensive line because until the offensive line is good enough, it doesn't matter what running back you have back there. If there's no hole to run through, there's no hole to run through. So, I'm not sitting here saying, I hope to God the Dolphins never get a running back, we don't need one. We do. It's just not a high priority. At least in my opinion, it's not a high priority at all. So with that, let's talk about the running back we got, Jared Dokes. Running back out of Cincinnati, six foot, 230 pounds. In comparison, um... Javante Williams is five foot 10 uh 220 so Jared Dokes is two inches taller than him and 10 pounds heavier so the dude is is a stacked he is a stacked individual um can't say I watched a lot of film on him because I didn't I went back and watched film on him after the draft after we selected him and here's what stood out to me one his yards af- his yards per carry is great. You look at his stats in college, he only had 673 yards. He never eclipsed more than 700 yards in his career, in his three years at Cincinnati. However, the thing that I like to look at is the yards per carry. In his first year, second year, and third year, he never had less than 4.7 yards per carry. He had 4.7 yards, 5.3, and 5.9 yards per carry. That's how many yards he had per carry as a running back. On top of that, you add that he wasn't this huge threat out of the backfield like a Travis Etienne. But I saw many plays on a film where he made very athletic catches with his hands. And most importantly, the thing about him that I think is great is his pass blocking. Like he's a guy that you can put back there at six foot two hundred thirty pounds and he will stand in there and do the best he can to protect your quarterback. The dude is he he he's a he's a large individual. Again, he's not like, you know, Najee Harris, 6 foot 4 whatever it is, 230 240 pounds. But the dude is 6 foot 230 pounds. Like he is a solid individual. And so between him Malcolm Brown uh I'm trying to think who else, but mainly those two guys you now have two guys that are going to compete for that short yardage, being able to protect the quarterback, get some good ground and pound yards, the Jordan Howard. And then between Savon Ahmed and Miles Gaskin, you're going to have the opposite where it's more the speed guy, the shifty guy. But like the Dolphins now have four guys that similar to how the Patriots did it when they won six Super Bowls, they have four guys now to where it's just a committee running back by committee. You need someone to catch out of the backfield honestly any of them could do it really well you need someone that is mainly for protecting your quarterback you got two guys that could do that really well you want guys that are more speedy shifty guys you got Savon Ahmed and Miles Gaskin so the Dolphins have a good running back by committee now they don't have anyone that's like a clear-cut number one unless something changes you know at, during the season if someone like just pops off and stands out that'd be awesome but, like, they don't have a clear number one, but they have four very capable guys that I'm excited to see. You know, especially Savon Ahmed. He was our only 100-yard rusher last year. And I'm excited to see what he does in his second year. There were a lot of things I liked about Savon Ahmed last year. Honestly, sometimes more so than Miles Gaskin. So I'm really excited to see what our running backs do. Uh, I would have preferred, like... With that seventh round pick, there a guy that I really liked was Javion Hawkins, uh, but he was a lot closer to a Miles Gaskin and Savon Ahmed. He's a small dude, very shifty. Uh, so I can understand why they went this direction. They wanted big and powerful because that's what this team is. Like, the, this team is not going to be one of those teams that has one dude, like one running back that just does his thing. Like, the Dolphins want a running back by committee that has just a bunch of different stuff that you can do multiple things anytime you want. And the Dolphins especially with the offensive line that they have, which is basically a big mauler mentality offensive line, don't expect the Dolphins to try to like beat you with a bunch of speed and stuff with the running back. Yeah, they could get running backs that are fast, obviously you want that. But expect them to want running backs to just pound the football, like our bruisers. They went out, they tried to get Jordan Howard, they got Malcolm Brown, now they go out and get Jared Dokes. All three of those guys are the same type of running back. Pound it, pound it, pound it. So, you know, whether you like that or not, I can't answer that for you. That's up to you and and your opinions. For me, I'm plenty fine with how we addressed running back. I am. Yes, would I have loved to see Javante Williams on the team? Of course I would have. But am I going to act like, since we didn't add Javante Williams and we only got Jared Dokes, that makes like the team much worse? No, it doesn't at all, to be honest with you. Like, it doesn't change what the core issue will still be going into the season, which is hopefully not the offensive line. At the end of the day, the biggest question is still the offensive line. And until that is addressed, doesn't matter what running back is back there. You need to be able to protect the quarterback. You need to be able to create holes in the run game. At the end of the day, the guys back there are just finding a hole and running through it. As long as they don't turn the football over uh, and fumble a lot. I mean, I saw, again, we, we all saw firsthand the Patriots succeeded for 20 years without a, a dominant running back. The only time they had one was like Laguerre Blount. And that didn't even last long. That was like one or two years. The The Patriots have always been a running back by committee. Just have guys back there that can read the hole, run through it, and not turn the football over. And that's what we have right now on this team. We have guys that read the hole, don't turn the football over, and are going to pound the football 60 minutes per game. So I'm excited about our draft. I really am like overall thoughts on the draft like i i am super super excited about what we did i think we got five starters easily and again jared dokes is going to come in and you know there's pros and cons to not having a running back one pro is you now anyone can be a starter the con is you don't have that dominant running back but you know like jared dokes could easily come in and if he's outplaying everyone else There's a starter and he's going to get a lot of playing time. In my opinion, like I would expect him to get a good amount of playing time. If he can come in and give you similar to production to like Malcolm Brown, but he's also probably a little better in the passing game. You know, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they brought in Jared dokes because they, you know, God forbid something happens with Malcolm Brown. You now have a guy to replace him. So, you know, overall, I don't do draft grades. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, I talk about it. I, I don't like to do draft grades. Um, personally, for me, I don't like to grade a player until I've seen them play. Russell Wilson got a C draft grade. That was the dumbest thing ever. Dion Jordan got an A draft grade. You know, stupid. So like, I don't like to give draft grades because I've never seen these players even take the practice field. So, if I've never seen these guys play snaps in the NFL, I'm not going to go out here and be like, Dolphins get an A or Dolphins get an F for this draft pick, because I haven't seen him play. I haven't even drafted to a of yet, or, or graded to a of draft grade yet, because I've only seen him play nine games. Uh, So, you know, overall, very happy with the draft. Very happy that the Dolphins now have five starters on the team. Very happy that we added explosive playmaking ability on offense with Jalen Waddell. And very happy that we added more explosive playmaking on defense with Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland. And another thing real quick about Javon Holland that I like, we now have two ball hawks. Because Javon Holland is a ball hawk. So you now have a ball hawk at safety, which is something we didn't have. Like Bobby McCain is... Too small to kind of be a ball hawk. Not, I know that sounds weird because there's been ball hawks that are smaller, but he's not that type of player. And Eric Rowe is definitely not a ball hawk. So now you have Xavier Howard and Javon Holland, who are both ball hawks. And then you have your bruiser, which is Brandon Jones, is more of a hitter and a disruptor more so than he is a ball hawk. So again, I, I like you became more well rounded at edge. With Jalen Phillips, you became more well-rounded in your secondary. You hopefully can save $8.5 million by getting rid of McCain and Grant. Uh, and next year, you don't have to pay Durham Smythe. If you want to pay $10 million to Mike Isiki or 10 to million, you can. But you also have Hunter Long now that you don't have to pay him next year compared to giving a contract extension to Durham Smythe and Mike Isiki. So... Overall, really, really happy with the draft. Again, I'm not going to give it a grade. Uh, A bunch of other people gave grades of A's, high B's. I never saw anyone give a bad draft grade unless they're just a troll on Twitter. Uh, Most people I saw that gave draft grades, especially people in the NFL, people that are scouts, uh, people that do draft grades and reports like that. They all were loving it. The Dolphins draft. I didn't see one person in the media have anything negative to say about the Dolphins draft. Uh, so, you know, if, if you care about draft grades, go look at stuff like that. I don't, if you want to hear my draft grade for this, uh, year's draft come back in two years. Cause at the end of, I guess my draft grade, uh, will, will happen at the end of the 2022 season. And then after this year, I'll give a draft grade on the 2020 class the the two atunguvi lower class after this year, and even that's kind of pushing it because we saw Josh Allen go from potential bust to potential MVP from year two to three. So I, I just don't like to do draft grades personally, uh, but but really really happy with this draft. I definitely thought it was a better draft than last year, just all face value at the amount of starters that 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 aren't developmental guys. I mean, we got guys that even with the loaded roster we have right now, which, yeah, we had holes, but even with the roster we have right now, we have guys that can come in and be starters. Last year, if we would have had the same draft class with the talent we have now on the team, a lot of guys wouldn't have been starters. But they were, and they did well. But this year, even with the talent we have, we have five starters on our team. Five extra starters. Two on three on offense, tight end, offensive tackle, wide receiver, and uh, a, a dominant edge rusher and a safety. Uh, and on top of it, the edge rusher is probably going to be the best edge rusher we have, and the safety is probably going to be the best safety we have coming year from now. So, those are overall my thoughts. If you're one of those people that just again has nothing positive to say and is just always negative about the draft and you know compares us to other teams and you know always just finds a way to find something negative about what the dolphins do then you know maybe this team isn't for you maybe you'd rather be a fan of another team uh I'm not going to choose to be negative about the draft or the people we pick I'm going to wait it out I'm going to wait to see how well they do in their first year and we'll take it from there again if we missed on players we miss on players if we hit on players we that's awesome we hit on players but I'm not just gonna sit here and choose to be negative and find the, the negative in every situation. Comparison is the thief of joy, and so for me to sit here and compare us to other teams, not gonna do that. So those are overall my thoughts. Again, super happy we got five starters from this draft. Uh, really thought it was a very very solid draft. Um, very good, honestly, more than solid. It was a very good draft. Super, super pleased with it, and I'm excited to see what these guys do uh, when they take the field. So at the end of the day, guys, those are my thoughts on the draft. Hope you guys enjoyed all the draft coverage, uh, and I'll probably be, I- I'm not sure what kind of videos or podcasts I'll be doing coming up. I might get some guests on here to talk about uh, you know, their overall thoughts on the draft. So if you're listening to this and you want to come be a guest on the podcast, reach out to me, DM me, Uh, let me know if you'd be interested in coming and being a guest, because I'd love to talk about the draft with people, get their thoughts and opinions. Uh, But that's going to be it for today, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Fins up.